What's up, college baseball fans? We are now 25 days away until first pitch of the 2021 season. Yes, we made it. On this episode, we're going to be breaking down the four big tournaments that will be taking place in the Lone Star State in the first couple weeks of the season. We'll also be going conference by conference and talking about the scheduling structures going forward. It's going to be a great show. You guys stay with us. Here we go. Welcome to episode two of the 11.7 podcast. We are now 25 days away from the start of the regular season. And even better than that, we're only four days away until the first official practices for the NCAA baseball season this year. I'm here with my co-host, Dimitri. Dimitri, say what's up to the people. What up, what up, what up? Me and Dimitri were just previewing the show, and uh, we're actually really excited about some of these tournaments coming up. And, you know, because we have the... The Frisco College Classic, we got the Round Rock Classic, the Houston College Classic, and we also have the newest tournament uh, for the state of Texas for college baseball, and that's the State Farm College Baseball Showdown in Arlington. And we'll get to those in just a second, but what we're most excited about right now is how this coming up Friday, the boys will be lacing up their cleats first time since March with an official practice, and I can tell you the energy levels are going to be outstanding so Dimitri go ahead and just kind of tell us about some of your experiences with first official practices like what were you doing over in Mercer before I got over there like what was that feeling like um you know like you know you you spend you go through the fall you have your fall then you go through your Christmas break you start your throwing program you start you know working out on your own on whatever program you're on get back to school and it's always when you get back in January it's baseball, it's baseball season. It's baseball season. And, and not only that, what, what else is cool to me is how you show up back on campus, your locker is filled with new gear. I mean, you got new cleats, new workout shirts, you got your jerseys hanging up, and then you go down to the ball field and it's like, okay, we're all here together. No more four-on-ones. Like we're taking reps and they mean something. We're fighting for positions. We're fighting for spots. So yeah, dude, just, it's just like a vibe in the air. Like just you get back, it's exciting. Now it's time to compete. That whole fall, all that work you put in, now it's time to play ball. Um, you know, January drags on the longest month of the year, in my opinion. Um, but yeah, that first practice, you've been talking shit with your teammates about inner squad because it's fun for the first weekend and then you get tired of competing against each other. So that just creates more buildup. So when you see another Jersey on the other side of the field and the other dugout and you're just like, let's go, baby. It's time to let's roll. We're tired of playing each other. It's time to play some other people. Yeah, no, for sure. And uh, it, it's cool because at least for me, whenever we do like play that, that batting practice playlist for the first time, I mean, it might be 30 degrees outside, but you don't care. You hear that, you know, that batting practice playlist rolling along uh, you get start the practice with some batting practice and, and live reads on ground balls, no more fungos, people are running the bases. You got pitchers throwing bullpens. You can hear the, the sound of the pop in the, in the mitt. Uh, 
it's just uh it's just beautiful sounds all the way around so uh we're pumped for that that's coming up this friday and then what what are we like four weeks away right now from opening day that's gonna be i mean i just feel like this season's gonna be even more special considering what we went through last season so everybody's back we had five rounds of a draft instead of 40 so you're gonna see some big name guys back on rosters and they're gonna make some noise this year so um but basically what we want to do now is just start with talking about each conference and like the the scheduling structure because right now i mean we've done we've done our research but it is such a fluid situation with this stuff uh very, very fluid. Very fluid. I mean, I feel like these things are changing on a daily basis. And some some schools are releasing their schedules. Some schools are waiting until, you know, who knows when to release things. Um, well, I mean, the thing is, as much as, you know, there's so many factors going into it. But, I mean, you got to think the political side of things, like what states are allowing people in, what states are not allowing fans, what states are allowing group activity. Um, so... Yeah, and like the, the the like the weird thing is, like different schools are going to have different methods of testing their players. Like, are they going to get tested daily? Are they going to get tested twice a week, once a week, once every two weeks? Are they going to get tested at all? Like, I don't think that, baseball had the budget to get tested every day. I don't think schools are going to test players every day. Especially here's the here's the thing. My, here's my it's my opinion. Games are not on TV as much. So when you think about college football, you think about a game on ESPN or ABC, fans are watching, everyone's watching, so they've got to follow their protocol, their optics of keeping masks on, following all procedural standards. College baseball, I'm telling you, they don't have to, it's not going to be all eyes on them. But it might be with like the new ESPN Plus thing coming out. On paper, they're going to have their procedure, but what's actually happening is not going to be that way. And I mean, I can tell you firsthand, um, from based on what I've been told from my friends who were in the big league during the season last year, no, they 99% of them all got in trouble. They all passed their three strike rule of wearing masks in the clubhouse. And it is what it is, but it's hard to tell 25 guys who are around each other 24 seven to have a mask on 24 seven as well around each other. Right. Like it's, it's just, it's just, I get, I get the, I get the idea. You're trying to slow it down, but I mean, at the end of the day, we're all human and we're not, and people are not going to wear the mask 24-7 in the clubhouse, in the dugout, whatever. What's going to happen whenever, you know, you get on the bus to go on a trip somewhere four or five hours away, right? And then your COVID results come in you, or like maybe the other team's COVID results come in. They're just going to have to turn that bus right around, huh? I would think, I would personally think they're going to have some sort of structure where they get test results before they go on road trip yeah but doesn't it take a couple days to get those test results i don't think i think i think there's a lot i think most tests out there are you know less than 24 hours now yeah and then so i don't know if you know this yet dimitri or not because i certainly don't i tried to look it up but the the quarantine rules now are we are we waiting a full two weeks until the player's eligible again or is it two I mean, two negative tests in a row. Like, how are they going to mandate that? Like, what's the what's the new thing on that? Well, they did they did lower the quarantine thing to ten days. It used to be two weeks. Yeah. And then they lowered it to ten days after they realized, I know, studies, science, or whatever they whatever their reasoning is, they lowered it to ten days. College football with or the MLB with two negative tests. 
So if you got two negative tests, you're good to go. So you have to show negative symptoms and then get two negative tests. So even if you were asymptomatic, you had to you had to wait 10 days and then pass two negative tests. Wow. Okay. But that actually kind of makes sense. So and and I guess it's the conferences that are mandating these, not the NCAA. Each conference has its own set of rules. But what's going to happen? What's going to happen in like some of these preseason tournaments or non-conference games or midweek games for for that matter? Like, how are they going to be able to take two different teams from two different conferences and and expect them to play by each other's rules? You know. Well, the thing is, I saw a study. There were literally zero confirmed cases of intersport transmission. And really? in England, when they were playing soccer, they played their whole entire season. And then football, there were zero proven cases of intersport transmission. So on the athletic field, they had found no transmission. So in baseball, I mean, where, where, where are people close to each other? First base when a guy gets on? Yeah. But I mean, I mean, they just played a whole MLB season. College baseball, we're, we're, we're six months, nine months into the whole procedure of playing baseball in Japan, Taiwan, they've already gone through it all. So I don't think they're too worried about that. I think it's just more of a follow the rules, keep everybody happy. I want, okay, this is totally off topic, but kind of still on topic. But as a pitcher, you know, they're going to have to sanitize these baseballs, right? Like after you use them, someone's going to be on the, on the side, sanitizing these baseballs and putting them back into play. You think, I mean, I just played a whole, I played a whole season during COVID. We didn't have to. You guys didn't have to? No. Oh, no, okay. dude. Uh, COVID is not. Uh, it's not. It's not surface. Okay. Well, see, you know way more about that than I do. I, I just I'm know. I'm not a scientist. I could be. I could be wrong, but it's, uh, based on what I've seen, it's only airborne. But I played a whole season. We had zero cases um, last summer, and I mean, dude, it's. it's I don't want to. I don't want to get too in deep <laughs> because I know everybody's got their viewpoint, and they have their respective viewpoints. I have mine. No big deal. But anyway, moving on because I, I don't want to. It's been a long here. day, hasn't it? We've been watching football all day, and shout, shout out, out to Tom. Brady. Shout out to Tom Brady. His what is this? His tenth Super Bowl. Off topic, but in my book, that guy is the greatest athlete of all time, decorated athlete of all time. Yeah, I mean, especially if he wins another one, for sure, that would make seven. So, wow, dude is done. He made the Super Bowl fifty percent of the, his career. That's true. I don't think that'll ever be replicated. But speaking of uh, the Super Bowl, this is, I'm going to tie something in. Watch this. Watch this. This is going to be clever. So the Super Bowl, it's going to be – ah, never mind. Never mind. I was going to make a tie-in between State Farm and this first preseason tournament we're going to talk about. But state, I, I had Aaron Rodgers and, and Patrick Mahomes playing each other in the Super Bowl. But that's not true. So State Farm really missed out with their two spokesmen. Uh, not facing off in the Super Bowl because old Tom Brady beat Aaron Rodgers today. But anyways, you that's enough football talk. You lost me there. I know. Dude, I probably, I'm, my brain is just mashed potatoes right now, just big pile of mush. I can't think straight. I'm a... Anyway, all right. So <laughs> conference, we're going to break down conference. Basically, it's just a kind of uh, conference schedule structure. The ACC is going to be playing 50 total games, 36 conference games across 12 weekends. So obviously, normal conference schedules three, uh, three, three games a weekend. Then they're allowing four, con- fourteen non-conference midweek or weekend, whatever you want. 
um, that is up to the individual schools to decide how they want to build their schedule and who's available. Yeah. Um, I think that's perfect. I mean, I mean, the only thing I had issue with that is what the hell is the difference between 50 and 56 games? <laughs> exactly. Like what's the difference between playing 14 non-conference and 20? There's nothing. Like, like what the hell is the difference between <laughs> 50 and 56 games? I agree, but apparently the people in the ACC are much smarter than us and have have their own viewpoints on it. But yeah, I mean, I think that's a good schedule, though. I mean, that's better than what I was expecting. I mean, I mean, I mean the ACC greedy, the ACC does travel more than most conferences. I mean, not to get greedy, but fifty game is better than the twenty we played last year. For sure, I'd take fifty in a heartbeat. So, I mean, fifty games isn't bad. ACC seems to have everything else normal. They're going to do the three-game weekend series like, you know, the traditional way. Some conferences that we're going to talk about here in a little bit are going to go to the four conference games per weekend with a doubleheader on Sundays. Big 12, completely normal schedule, 24 conference game, um, and a travel roster expanded up to 30 players, which allows schools to have some leniency in terms of whatever is going on within their, their program. So the Big Which 12, perfect. yeah, it's perfect. And the Big 12 is a little different because, uh, I mean, what do they have, nine baseball schools? Iowa State doesn't have baseball, which is a shame. But, yeah, so 24 conference games, that's three per team. And then they're going to have plenty of leeway to play in these preseason tournaments or schedule a good non-conference weekend, uh, something just out of the ordinary. Right. So they're, they're sticking to a very normal thing. I think the only difference was the, the, the roster expanding, right? So – Speaking of the roster expansion, bullpen are going to be loaded. Uh, in theory. <laughs> in theory. In, in theory. theory. They, they could be trash, but they do have no, more bodies down there. What I mean by loaded, what I mean by loaded, I mean pit guys who will not touch the mound or a lot of guys will touch the mound. Nobody will get, too many people will get extended depending on your program and what your yeah depth looks like in your pitching staff but i mean those three extra players think about it dude that that could that could hypothetically be three more pitchers in your bullpen i mean obviously are these guys going to be your top tip top most talented arm no but there are three arms that weren't there that wouldn't have been there before whether you're up 10 down 10 or if you're in sunday you know extra inning you don't have to you don't have to roll it's the same dude out there for the third time in a row third day in a row stuff like that just something to think about yeah and i expect most schools to go with the three extra pitchers although i can see a case where maybe a team brings a you know a superstar athlete someone that can run the bases steal a bag come in late games uh they're not they won't be afraid to carry that extra body and use them in situations like that so guess what every school will always have a catcher in the bullpen mark my word yes yes no uh bullpen catcher they will be bringing a bullpen catcher and he will be in a hotel room, not on his own. So, um, well, cool. So that's SEC, the big 12 SEC to my understanding is just a normal schedule. They, they also, they also adjusted it from 27 to 30 players per travel roster, but normal schedule, 56 games there. Hey, tell me what you said before the show about what the SEC wants to do with baseball. So the SEC coaches and AD agreed, I guess, when they had their meeting, their conferences. 
discussing this, they agreed that giving smaller conferences the chance to earn RPI is important to college baseball and to the landscape that they allow non-conference game interstate rivalry. They 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 believe it's more important than eliminating those for protocol reasons, which I think it speaks volume to why the SEC is just it's just it just means more, man. <laughs> it just means more, man. Um, yeah, I mean they they want to keep it as normal as possible. Uh, obviously, they did the same thing with football. They wanted a full football schedule as well. And I mean, what I like to hear is the the in-state rivals. You know, the guys like Southern Miss get to play against Ole Miss and uh, Mississippi State. And teams like Memphis get to play against Vanderbilt. It's like those Georgia Tech, Georgia, like they get to do that kind of stuff. It, well, actually, I don't know. I don't know if Georgia Tech and Georgia are even playing this year, but because uh, I haven't seen their schedules yet. I assume, I assume they are. Yeah, I assume they are. But think about it. They, like Those schools travel maybe two hours at the most, uh, those rivals. I mean, that's so much safer than getting on a plane and flying somewhere else in your own conference. Like, think about when, like, Boston College has to go down and play Miami. It's like, come on. Like, that's a, yeah. that's I a mean, lot of travel. I mean, I mean, I think we are at the point where – I think we're at the point where you just got to, I think we just got to, you just got to roll with it. I mean, we're so far into the whole idea. We've already watched MLB player season. We've already watched a whole college football season, a whole NFL season. We've watched, I mean, sports are going on. NBA already played their NBA champ. They already played the bubble and now they're playing in their own home stadium. Everybody's rolling. So I think, you know, eliminating some of these things is too much micromanaging so yeah i mean i agree too but again baseball is not a top priority for most colleges so they i mean they're not putting as in as much effort as they did for the basketball season or the football season yeah, baseball is just sure. kind of, I mean, the money the money hey money talks man you money gotta talks. Make that money you gotta make that money yeah but what i don't uh, want to we'll, see happen i don't want to see conferences or schools just quit in the middle of the season you know what I mean? No, like, I mean, I mean, I mean, I hammered Florida State. Um, I hammered them when they backed out of the Clemson game. Oh, you're um, talking there football. Was way football. Too much inconsistency. What? Uh, I thought you were talking baseball. And I was like, what are you talking about? But no, I get it no, now. Football, football. Football. They there were way too many inconsistencies into the whole procedural rule following, and I was just like, oh my goodness. But anyway, moving on to the Big Ten conference schedule is beginning of March, so I guess they will not. Um. Do we have any Big Ten teams in the tournament? No, no we do not. I, I mean, the Big Ten has not released hardly anything. They basically oh, said they back are. in December that they were going to play conference only starting in March. Yeah, yeah. Which so conference only. I understand, but the the teams in the Big Ten are missing out on like the most important part of their season when they got to, when they get to travel south, you know, in in February and early March yeah. before their conference starts. They get to play against these warm weather schools in a warm nice. weather environment. They, they don't get to do that anymore. So obviously so, the Big Ten's like going to take the last action out of any, any conference like they've always had. Uh, they're going to sit back and wait until the last minute and make a decision. But Justin for now, with the MVP in football season with the Big Ten. Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, he made that thing happen. The other couple of, couple other notes on the Big Ten, um, 30 players, a lot of dress. No, no, not they are not allowed to play non-conference game as of right now. As of right now, very so fluid they're losing, situation. They're losing trips down south, like you said. 
RPI booster um, experience to get guys rolling before the conference season. So they're going to be rolling straight into conference game. You might see a team, you know, like Michigan, Indiana, who are just not quite ready to play, and they slip two out of three. They lose a couple other games. So you're, you're, what you see the first three weeks of the Big Ten more than likely is not going to be what you see in May. For sure. And something else that I saw in the Big Ten that I don't think we've touched on yet, I read somewhere, this was probably back in December, where they're not they're not taking planes. They're, they're bus riding everywhere. And those bus yeah. rides through the Midwest, if you're going from – Think about the Maryland to like to Michigan to Nebraska or Nebraska. Right. Like you're getting on a bus and you're on that bus for a long, long time straight through cornfields. So I wonder, I wonder if they're going to do, they're going to try to divide it up geographically because I mean, conference only schedule 44 game. Um, what is that? 44 divided by three. No, it's divided by four. They're playing. I think they're playing four game uh, weekends. Eleven, eleven weekends. Yeah, it's eleven weekends, four games per weekend. Okay, so yeah, I mean, then I guess they're going to try to geographically make it as feasible as possible. But like, like I said, if you're if you're going to play. Play the game. Play it, play it as normal as you can. Imagine like, a doubleheader on Sunday and then getting on a bus for 18 hours, 15 hours. But you got the whole week off. What do you mean you got the whole week off? I mean, you got practice, but you got no midweek game. You got school, though. You got classes. I guess the classes are online. Everything is online. Yeah, never mind. I need to get with it. I mean, I don't know what schools. I don't know. I don't know what schools are in. Oh, that's another good point, though. Schools are online, um, so the traveling it doesn't have to be as quick, depending on if classes are scheduled, whatever. But schools online, guys, you know, guys can just team can be as isolated as possible, just amongst themselves. Yeah. So um, that's good. Um, so, but yeah, I, I think. Um, I think it's weird. I think it's stupid how Nebraska can't drive up 30 minutes to Omaha and go play um, Creighton. Yeah. Can't do that. Nope. Not allowed. Michigan can't go play Central Michigan. Yeah. No, it's 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 wild. But anyways, um, moving on, the Pac-12. Pac-12 for now is just normal. I mean, it's a normal schedule. They haven't said anything different. Uh, so we're just going to roll with it being normal, but we'll see. The Pac-12 kind of isn't putting their foot in the ground with anything. They haven't come out and said this is what this is going to be our schedule, and this is how it's going to be. They just kind of said, "Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna have a pretty normal season." So, hey, did you notice the commissioner of the Big Pac-12 is stepping down in June? Is he? Larry Scott, the the infamous Larry Scott. Yeah, when I hear that name, I don't have good thoughts. What? So when I hear that name, I don't have good thoughts. I don't hear very many good things about him. Um, yeah, so he's stepping it down in June. Um, but, you know, football speaks. When they, they had no team making it, they felt like they weren't being represented. They, I guess, mutually agreed that it was in their best interest for him to step down. Yeah. Um, and, and it's I a shame because, I mean – the Pac-12 in baseball, you look back at like recent college world series, 
mean, there's one or two Pac-12 teams every year. I mean, super talented teams, but they just don't get the recognition and support from the conference. That I, yeah, I don't think they get the backing. They yeah, definitely do they not don't. get the backing. There's I mean, no reason why the SEC and Pac-12 shouldn't be like neck and neck with like media attention and and that kind of thing. No, I 100% agree. Moving on to the other two conferences that are not your power five, but they're still very much relevant. Um, Conference USA is going to a conference-only schedule, eight four-game series, nine innings on Friday and Saturday, and then seven inning doubleheaders on Sundays, like Ben said. That is a miserable bus trip after two 14 innings on Sunday. Um, it's interesting how the Conference USA had the schedule and had the structure already planned, and the big uh, Pac-12 still doesn't know what they're going to do. Yeah, that's embarrassing, but... You know, I wish the I wish Conference USA. I mean, I think Conference USA will eventually get to midweek games and non-conference. I just I don't believe them when they say conference only. I I'm gonna call them a liar right now. They're lying. I think by the time the season starts, they'll be able to play some non-conference and pick up games uh, throughout the season. Like if someone loses a game, they'll be able to fill in. You know. I mean, we'll hey, didn't you say Rice within the Houston Classic? Yeah, they are. Oh, never mind. They're Sun Belt. No, they're not. They're Conference USA. They're Conference USA. That's yeah. why, that's why I, I, made my, I told myself that I was wrong. So how the hell are they going to play in that tournament? And I, I don't know. Conference-only schedule. See, that's the, that's the hypocrisy. That's the big bullshit that we were just talking about. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I think they're going to end up playing non-conference games. And, I mean, they could have updated the news since, you know, not made it public yet, but we'll see. Um, and I think – I think I remember seeing where University of Texas is playing a weekend series against Rice. So we might need to double check that later on, but we'll see. We'll see. I don't know. This is just, we're going off of the resources we have. Uh, and then lastly, we have the Sun Belt. Uh, they're going to have 40 conference games and 16 non-conference. So they're playing a full season. Good for the Sun Belt. That's a very, very good college baseball conference right there. Uh, speaking of just kind of giving a specific example of the Sun Belt, Coastal Carolina is opening with Duke on um, February 19th, opening weekend, and they are allowing fans, I guess, they're, as long as they're following protocols, whatever, social distancing. So Coastal will be allowing fans in Conway. Yeah, I, I noticed a lot of schools are going to allow fans this year. And yeah. as long as they I mean, follow they, protocols, I don't think it should be a problem. They should. They should allow fans. It's outside. It, yeah. You're watching freaking camp, the Chiefs tonight. They had a full stadium. Um, they were not full, but well, made some noise. There was way more people there than going to be at any college baseball game this year. That's a well, fact. I mean, I mean, yeah, but um, there's still going to be fans there. And, I mean, let's be honest. Most of your mid-major, you only have five fans in right, ten fans in left, and about 30 parents behind home plate. There's not too much to worry about there. No offense, yeah. but it's just it's reality. Yeah. But um, the, the one conference we didn't check in on was the American Conference. Uh, we don't really have a firm answer on them yet. I assume they're going to do something pretty similar to the rest of them. I mean, either, either they're going to do four games per weekend or three games per weekend and probably play 56 games on if the I schedule. If I put my money on it, the AAC is going to play a normal schedule with yeah. in-conference and out-of-conference. Yeah, and that's another good baseball conference too, so – um, I, I mean, we just didn't have a firm answer on that now, but I, 
using my context clues, I think they're going to play a full schedule. But anyways, Demetri, let's talk about these preseason tournaments before we go. Um, this is the most exciting thing to me. These preseason tournaments hosted at you know professional ballparks, whether they're double-A, triple-A, or major league caliber, that's the stuff that really just kind of builds the game. And I'll tell you why. Because I still remember going to the Houston College Classic when I was six years old to 25 now. I mean, I've been every year that I could probably. Let me interject right here. I feel yeah. like we have the same conversation every year about yeah. how you, as a six-year-old, went to the Houston College yeah. Classic. I mean, and I went every year until I moved away to go to college. But, I mean, they're Friday, Saturday, Sunday for the most part, two or three games per day, and it's top-level teams. And so, for example, opening weekend, Dimitri, I hope you're ready for this. Opening weekend at the new Texas Rangers ballpark, Globe Life Field in Arlington, we're going to see six teams all in the top ten or projected top 10 rankings, and then be playing against each other. We got Mississippi State, we got Ole Miss, we got Arkansas from the SEC, and then we have Texas, TCU, and Texas Tech from the Big 12. And, I mean, I don't know about you, but that's the stuff that kind of excites me. I mean, I think load is an understatement. I mean, think about this. Friday at 11 a.m., Friday at 11 a.m., we get two of the most storied college baseball programs facing off in Mississippi State and Texas, and that, that game will be packed. Mississippi State travels well, Texas travels well, and they're, they're at a brand-new ballpark. I mean, that's 11 oh a.m. Friday, and then you got the new – oh, go ahead. No, uh, I was just going to say, speaking of Globe Life, um, the NLCS was held there, correct? Yeah, and the World Series. Yeah, and they had they – had, they had, you know, I think 50% capacity. So they will definitely have a crowd there. Yeah. I just read where, as long as fans, I mean, it's general admission everywhere, follow protocols, wear your masks. I mean, it's going to be ready to go. I mean, we're talking about the state of Texas here. They, uh, Hey, that the, that 11 AM, that literally the first game of the year. It might be Mississippi state, Texas kicks off the regular season in my books. I mean, there might be some games before that, but I mean, who's going to care about like like, the Chick-fil-A, that's like the, your college football Chick-fil-A kickoff. Yeah. So that's at 11 a.m. After that, we got the new kids on the block with Ole Miss and TCU, two teams that have been to the College World Series, uh, two teams that have had multiple first-round picks in the last five, ten years. Uh, so that's the 3 o'clock game. And then you got the nightcap with the two, in my opinion, the two best teams over the last five years in Arkansas and Texas Tech. I mean, I think six – combined college world series appearances in the last five or six years between the two uh multiple first rounders great fan bases i mean the arkansas university of arkansas is not too far away from arlington there's gonna be ten thousand arkansas fans there in fact i had a buddy of mine text me and ask me if i wanted to go today and i'm thinking about it i'm thinking about making the trip i think it would be Um, unbelievable we do have to keep in mind people are hungry college baseball game uh, i was gonna say i'm pretty hungry right now it's uh close to midnight and i'm pretty hungry <laughs> <laughs> no i mean come on ben you can go open your fridge and get you something i mean i prefer being at tennessee where they just give me a mcdonald's bag with money and then i can oh, do whatever God. i want with it if i was hungry but um i just had to throw that out there but uh no these, these fans are hungry they're tired of seeing 
they're tired of not seeing college baseball, but everybody got cold turkey last year. They're ready to go. They yeah. want to see some shit go down. Yeah. So that, I mean, that alone, that preseason tournament alone to start the season, I'll, I will be tuning into every single inning of every single game. It's going to be Friday, Saturday, Sunday, three games a day. You, there's zero bad matchups. You can't have a bad matchup with these top 10 teams. And I mean, I expect one of these teams to really prove to the nation, like, Hey, we're here to win it all. And one of these teams is going to step up, go three and O and going to turn some heads and probably be ranked number one or two overall by the end of that weekend. So any who, predictions on which team you think might go three? No, who, who did you say might be number one, Florida? I mean, I think Florida's the best team in the country. Oh, 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 I thought you, okay. But no, if, but if a team goes out, no, I was about to check you right there. No, but if a, if a team goes three and oh in this tournament and Florida struggles opening week, I don't have a problem putting them in, uh, to the number one spot. Well, Florida and Miami are opening up, so that's hard to top. Yeah. But which of these six teams do you think has a chance to uh, maybe win it all this year? I mean, obviously, all six have a chance to win it all. But who, win it all or just go 3 0 this weekend? Who, yeah, 3 0. 3 0. Honestly, dude, and this hurts me to say it. It really hurts me to say it, but I think Texas has a chance to go 3 0. <laughs> I'm glad you said that because I'm torn on the fence between Texas going 0 and 3 or 3 and 0. There's not going to be anything in between. Either they're going to show up and their studs are going to play and prove to everybody like Texas is back, or they're going to go 0 and 3 and people are going to be like, ah, eh, there's a kind of same uh, old Texas. Uh, I'll give you my two teams that I think can go 3 and 0. I'll go with Texas and Ole Miss. Okay. Well, I'm glad we disagree on that because. I think both of those schools have the best chance of going 0 and 3. The two teams for me that I think <laughs> I'm being serious, man. But the two teams oh, that dude, I think could no. go 3 and 0. They're not going 0 and 3. They're not going 0 and 3. Whoever wins the Friday night game between Arkansas and Texas Tech, I think could easily go 3 and 0. I don't know, dude. Texas Tech and Arkansas lost a decent amount of players. True. I mean, just just off the top of my head, Arkansas lost Isaiah Campbell. Texas Tech lost Dallas. Well, you missed Heston Kerstead, who went two overall, and Casey Martin, huh? who Heston Kerstead. Oh, you're talking about Arkansas? Yeah, Heston Kerstead. Arkansas, Isaiah Campbell, and Kerstead. And Casey Martin. And Casey Martin. Texas Tech lost Micah Dallas, and they lost Josh Young. Yeah, I mean, dude, I don't know, but these teams just—they don't rebuild; they just reload. So okay, okay. I'm just speaking off the top of my head here. I gave you Texas and Ole Miss, and they're very educated, and I had my reasons for it. Okay, that's fair. We'll see. TCU, we might... TCU. they're gonna go one and two with one loud win. I, I agree with that. I'm glad we can both agree with that. I think TCU wins one game by 10 runs, and the other two, they just like they won't score. TCU is gonna show up for their one win, and then the other two they're gonna lose, and that's just what TCU does. Yeah, TCU is going to smoke Mississippi or Ole Miss. Mississippi State, um, they, 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 I, I could very well see them going two and one. Oof. I just don't think they have the firepower. I think, hey, Mississippi State fan, I'm going to piss you off right here, and I'm, I'm, I'm perfectly fine with it. Ole Miss will be better than than Mississippi State this year. Oh God, don't say that. (laughs) Tweet at me all you want. I, Ole Miss will be better than Mississippi State this year. I hope they wear you out, dude. Um, 
wear me out, wear me out. They, I, I promise you they will. So just get ready. Um, that, I mean, that's interesting. You say that I think last year, yeah, I think last year it's safe to say Ole Miss was better than Mississippi state. And I, I mean that I think that talent wise, they were there. I just, I don't know, man. I think this year, I don't think, I don't think last year, I don't think last year they were clear cut better, but Ole Miss was hot. They were so, they were da- sizzling hot. Yeah. Well, they, well, they lost the first game of the season to Reed Detmers in Louisville. And I think they won like shoot 12, 13 straight. By the way, that, that was a great first game. That was, oh yeah. Old Louisville rolled out with their vintage, you know, their all black uniform, Detmer on the mound. And you were just like, this is the Louisville team that goes to Omaha every year. Yep. Yeah. No, I mean, that was, dude, I wish I could, we could just go back to March of last, I mean, February of last year and start this thing all over with. But, you know, there's going to be new faces, new guys that step up in these situations. I'm just curious between Mississippi State and Ole Miss, who's going to have more bullpen depth? I know they both got a ton of JUCO guys or a couple of JUCO guys in the bullpen. Mississippi State, a small is gone. No, I mean, I mean that was that was oh my god, J, JT Jim. I, I was talking about Jim. Yeah, he Tommy John, right? Huh? I thought he had Tommy John. That was last, dude. I'm telling you right now, we are blending in 2019 <laughs> with 2020. Because now I'm starting to second guess myself, and I think Isaiah Campbell was not there last year. He was not. I didn't want to. I didn't want to uh, embarrass you, but yeah, he was definitely not there last year. Um, huh? I don't think he was there last year. But you're right. I, I've That's I've found myself blending in 2019 and 2020. I don't know why, but I mean, it's just. Mm. It's inexcusable, but at the same time, like, whatever, cut us a break. We'll get it figured out. <laughs> but no, seriously, dude, like, I was just thinking about that. And I was like, holy shit, dude. No, 2019 and 2020 are not the same. <laughs> it felt like 2020 was just an extension of 2019. Right? Just right? like, a like, oh, dude, now you have my brain all messed up. But anyways, let's just move on to the next tournament before we, uh, you know, trip ourselves up anymore. The... So the next weekend after this opening weekend, State Farm College uh, College Baseball Showdown, which I didn't even mention, that te- that tournament is going to have more talent than the Texas Rangers this year. So that that's going to be the most talent that that field sees all season. Like yeah. Be careful. That, 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 that's that's bigly club or college baseball club. Rangers are trash. Trash. But anyways, I'm a known Texas Ranger hater. Whatever. Um, but the next weekend, we got a great one in Round Rock. So just, you know, two and a half, three hours south of Arlington. We got four teams playing the Round Rock Classic. And that's going to be Auburn, Oklahoma, Baylor, and Texas A&M. I mean, again, two two SEC teams, two Big 12 teams, all four of them. I wish, I wish we had a Big 12 ACC challenge, Big 10 SEC challenge like college basketball. I mean, this is basically it. I mean, the, but, but, but Texas is the only state that freaking hosts these tournaments. And that's what makes it the greatest state on earth. Um, but, dude, between these, four, between these four teams, I think all four of them are sleeper teams this year. I think Baylor had a really good season last whoa, whoa. year. You cannot claim that all four of those teams are sleepers. Why they not? They are all household name school. But they're not like – I mean, obviously, I think – 
Let's see. Um, Texas A&M has been to College World Series recently. Auburn went to the College World Series a couple years ago. Um, Oklahoma, don't think they well, have. Super regional team. Yeah, and then Baylor. Uh, Baylor's Baylor's finally rebuilt after a couple but I, terrible I, seasons. I, I will say about Baylor, they're not a postseason team. I would agree with that. Yeah, they they show up in the regular season and they just they don't I don't I don't get it. They just don't have it in the postseason because they they get a two seed all the time in the regional, and they 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 lose. Well, hate to break it to you, but two seeds are kind of supposed to lose. But he ain't the one seed winning them. That's true. So who, who should win if the one seed isn't winning? Fair. Fair enough. But, yeah, that's going to be uh, February 26th to the 28th. And then the next weekend, we have two big college baseball tournaments. we got the Frisco College Baseball Classic, which is going to be March 4th through the 7th, so Thursday through Sunday. And you're going to have Oklahoma again, and then Missouri, Arizona, and Dallas Baptist. Now, me personally – I'm a big Dallas Dallas Baptist fan. I think what they do over there is unlike anybody else as far as they're a baseball school first. They put all of their resources and investments into baseball. Their name is Dallas Baptist, which is ironic. Why is that? Just you, when you think of Dallas Baptist, you think of, you know, an educational, like a <laughs> religious liberal school kind of idea. But they, they, are, they are so good at baseball. They so just good. are baseball, baseball, baseball. Yeah, so they lost Burl Caraway, who's going to be – I think he was a first-round pick this season. Um, lefty guy threw 99, 100 miles an hour out of the bullpen. But they have, like, their own pitching lab there. They're, they develop players better than anybody else in the nation, I think. Uh, they're going to be a scary team for these three uh, three other schools. And it's good to see Arizona coming down. Good to see a Pac-12 school come down and, and play against a couple – you know, you got Oklahoma, Missouri, and Dallas Baptist. Like, three really good baseball programs. So that'll be fun. And that same weekend. Mizzou, actually, now that, speaking of sleeper, I think Mizzou is a sleeper in that tournament. They didn't, based on my recent memory, they aren't losing much. No, I think they lost, I think they lost their first baseman and Friday guy. I did a little bit of research on them before the show. and I think Mizzou will be pretty good this year. Yeah, but again, they're playing in the SEC. So even if they go, I mean, even if they go like four games under 500 in the SEC, I think that's like. All right. I was about to just ask you, do you think, I think a 500 team in the SEC, we have this argument every year when the selection show come, 500 in the SEC is a good baseball team. I mean, that wins the Big Ten every year. It wins the Big Ten. It competes in the Big 12. Actually, I don't know. Big 12 is solid this year. But yeah, five hundred in the SEC is I think should be an automatic bid. Best, it's the it's, best baseball so conference in my opinion. Everybody knows it's true, but when it comes to May selection show, your forty-five and eleven mid-major team just looks beautiful. They look so good, and you've got that twenty-three and twenty-three SEC team or twenty-eight and twenty-eight SEC team. Or 35 and 25, whatever, with, you know, a 500 in-conference record or one game below. But you know when they roll out, they play it on a Friday night, that SEC team's probably going to win. Oh, they would definitely be the favorite. Unless, I mean, of course, 45 and 11 mid-major team could be somebody like Coastal Carolina a few years ago who won it all. 
Um, but yeah, I see what you're saying. I mean, you're right. Those SEC teams just, I mean, they have better talent. I mean, for the most part, uh, I'm not saying that's, that's for everybody, but if you took an SEC team and put them in like, I don't know, the Sun Belt or uh, you know, the Conference USA, that 500 SEC team's most likely going to win that conference. All right, moving on. Um, and then the last one is the Houston College Classic, which is the one we kind of referred to early in the show. Um, it's going to be the same weekend, but Friday through Sunday, March 5th through the 7th. It's got Sam Houston, Texas State, Texas Tech, Rice, TCU, and fill in the blank. They don't know yet because Texas A&M apparently backed out. And so they're looking for a sixth team. And I'm sure they'll find one just because it's one of the better tournaments. And I bet they have a, a wait list of 20 teams that want to play in it. But just going off the five teams that are in it, I mean, you got Sam Houston, who almost went to the College World Series a couple of years ago. They made it to a super regional. Um, and then you got Texas State, who got gypped two years ago from the, I mean, from the NCAA tournament after winning the Sun Belt. And then you have Texas Tech. We know all about Texas Tech. And, and their College World Series appearances, like three of the last four years, something like that. And then you got Rice and TCU, two of the best baseball schools in the state of Texas. Rice is atrocious, been dog shit in the past couple of years. Yeah, I think they were two and 14 last year. See, COVID was good for them because when the COVID season interrupted everything, they got a built in excuse to say, ah, that, that one didn't really count. We were about to get hot. We, we were about to start winning, putting some wins together, but. Yeah, they were yeah, terrible last year. They're in my doghouse right now. Yeah, Rice was terrible, but Matt Braga, um, who came over from Tennessee Tech, he had to rebuild a little bit once Wayne Graham left. Imagine so. having to imagine having to come in and replace Wayne Graham. Not even replace, just come in after him. Yeah, after they pretty much forced him out. They were like, hey, now it's your turn to coach this team for the next 35, 40 years like Wayne Graham did. That's a tough, that's tough to replace, but I think he'll be able to do it because I mean, Houston is a hotbed of talent. He can recruit anybody he wants. Everybody wants I mean, to go to rice. Bragg came in from Tennessee tech when they had a loaded team. So he obviously knows what he's doing. Yeah. Oh, for sure. For sure. And then TCU, we see them again. Um, they're playing in two of the big tournaments. They're also playing in that Arlington tournament week one, but between those four, and I know there's other preseason tournaments going on out there. Uh, these were the four just in the state of Texas that were big. They're going to be fun to watch. I believe all of them are being streamed online, or some of them are either going to be – I think I saw where some of them would be televised on um, – ESPN3 or something. No, no, MLB Network. I want to say I saw a couple of these listed on MLB Network. So um, it'll be fun, man. Oh, I, yeah, I, I forgot. Yo, they're not do- – are they I, – I guess they're not doing that MLB tournament in Arizona. The uh, that Michigan ran through last year. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I really don't know. I think that's kind of up in the air right now. But by next next week, whenever we have our next episode out, we'll definitely have updated information on all that. But uh, Dimitri, man, we're we're twenty five days away. We have we have a lot of guests lined up that want to come on the show. Some big name guests that you guys be looking out for. Um, junior college baseball starts up this Friday on the 29th, the same day as the first official practice for division one. So as a former Juco bandit, I'm excited to keep up with that. I'm sure that's a mess right now with everybody getting their eligibility back. They're going to have to spend three years there instead of two, but. Next week we will dive more into, you know, just some unique transfers. Um, We'll dive more into roster breakdown. We'll get a little more detailed. Um, 
experienced coming back, teams that have a lot of depth. We'll get a little more in depth as we head closer to the season. We're just trying to get you guys prepped up, get you familiar with the breakdown, the structure of the schedule, what you're looking for, and then we'll get a little more in depth for you guys. Yeah, that's uh, the closer we get to the season, the more details we're going to have for you guys. We just wanted to get an episode out there today with scheduling structures and then some big tournaments we have our eyes open for. Um, and then we'll start having some guests coming on starting next week and we'll dive into details, ask them some good questions because I mean, obviously they know way more about this than we do because that's their full-time job covering it. So um, anyways, you guys keep a lookout for next Sunday when we release an episode, it's going to be a good one. Other than that, everybody, if you're a Mississippi state fan, please tweet at Dimitri and blow him up. All right. That's a, uh, bring it yeah so that's his death wish but anyways you guys take care have a great week we'll be back next sunday with an awesome episode peace out